I love how I just saw this on YouTube last night. It was probably very old. I'm already bored. I'm not going to tell the story. <laughs> it was a bad story. <laughs> I self-edited you myself. Knew, you knew I was going to say that to you. I, like, it was, heard, I would say, like, that was such a good I story. I heard myself telling it halfway through, and I was like, you just should not go down this road. <sighs> I keep getting this weird message on my computer being like, you ran out of memory. And it's like, I know. I downloaded fucking uh, Skyrim again and, like, 5,000 mods because I have nothing to do. I just want your computer updates just to pop up and say like i'm tired <laughs> Help. it is though Help she's me. exhausted i'm recording by the way oh welcome to best hexes no best exes um, well we can either way i'm a witch i've decided i've decided i'm a witch how do you feel about that that's a great story oh great <laughs> wow if you didn't like that story i'm really glad i didn't tell the first one we're done <laughs> <laughs> um, we were having an interesting conversation earlier about whether or not gay people hate us. Gay what? people hate us. Was oh, that what you? Were uh, that's not what I was going to say. Okay. I was going to talk about Katy Perry, about whether or not Katy oh. Perry's ever going to release an album, or she's going to just keep releasing singles until the end of time. Well, yeah, I recorded that. Oh, oh, oh! I've recorded it all. <laughs> I've recorded it all. You have to tell me when you record. Like, you have to cut me off and be like, we're recording. But I liked what was being said, so I just let it happen naturally. Oh my god, naturally. You wanted me to get hyped. This is what this looks like. I'm sorry. You had your green tea lemonade I and had you were my hyped. unsweetened green tea lemonade. I had my regular caffeinated beverage today because I always think I sound really sleepy. When I first start the very first episode mm, mm, of the day when we do this, because we always record like two or three at a time. Yeah. And yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. I'm so low energy in the beginning. And then it gets to be like super high energy by the end. And I'm talking about cranium and shit. But then I'm always when I'm judging myself when I'm recording it and I'm like, that bitch is asleep. Like this is best sleeping with Gabe Thibodeau and a sleeping bitch. And then welcome to the podcast. Well, I literally today did the thing where I woke up exactly when i needed to like clock on and check my emails mm. and then just moved myself to the couch where i basically just was lying in a new location yes n near my emails well i yeah because i came out of my room and i was like he's gonna be asleep and you were because that's what you do best hey hey hey! remember i was reading the list of like you might be depressed if <clears throat> and it was basically just it was uh, just a list of things saying like you're really tired it was a th it was a list uh, describing you <laughs> describing me you like to nap it's hard to wake up after you nap you wish you were still napping <laughs> you, <sighs> you sing in the shower to the color purple soundtrack don't tell well i guess that's not, mm, Name the lie. It's not a lie. I just don't want people to know what song I'm singing. Though, I think it's okay for me to sing along. Actually, yeah. What am I even editing? It's fine for me to sing along. I just can't perform the color purple Gabe because that would be inappropriate. in the shoes of Cynthia Erivo. No, I is, am singing he, along he, to her majestic voice. He saved the slaves and Harriet. Wow. He did whatever she did in the color. She wore purple. <laughs> Do you think the color purple is just about a woman who like loves purple? I, I've told you in full confidence that I've never seen it, right? Oh, I haven't either. Oh, <laughs> what? Wait, what? I haven't. I feel seen like it. you're not allowed to sing songs to a movie you haven't seen. It's not from the movie. It's the Broadway musical. Have you seen that? No, but I've listened to the full soundtrack, which is like the thing that you do when you're loving a musical, but you haven't seen the it full, yet. Okay, but the soundtrack is 50% of a musical. You're missing the other 50%. Interesting, interesting. I would argue that it's more like 70% of the musical. Mm, not if it's a good one. Well, 
There should be so more, there, there should some... be equal dialogue. Well, like Hamilton is one hundred percent music. Hi, Bessemina. I'm the president. Which, by That's the way, it. I've never listened to Hamilton. I've never. I don't even know all, a Hamilton because I I know if I see it, I would love it, and I don't want to like. I want to experience it. Can I fully tell you in full confidence something about that that I don't like? Sure. Lin Manuel Miranda's nasal voice. I don't enjoy it. Oh, you don't like his singing voice? What I about don't Moana? Enjoy it. He does one song in it, and it's nasally, which is, which, that's, that's, oh yeah, that is the song, but it's, <laughs> and it's my nephew's favorite song, and it came on, we went to the trampoline park the other day, Cute. that song came on, and he always, like, braces himself, and, like, spreads his legs out to, like, ground himself yep. like the dancers do, center. and then holds his hand up, yep. and does, and it's just always the cutest thing you've ever seen, and I hope he, like, never gets older than he is right now. Oh, but he's going to be, and because he just okay. had a birthday, it's it's like happening. he did. He just had a birthday, and we just found out that you're possibly going to miss the birth of my second nephew. <sighs> and I'm super pumped about this because I was the the joke of you missing my nephew's birth. Listen, was getting old. Here's what's going to happen. I'm going to take Jordan to lunch. She and I are going to sit down, <laughs> and I'm going to come up with a very specific plan that somehow protects me. With Jordan's help against your ridicule, if I am not there when the second baby is born, I mean, I'm gonna have her on my side, and you cannot argue with the woman delivering the baby, delivering, birthing the baby. Delivered. Um, do you hear that, Jordan? I, can. I need your help. I um, need your help. I can do. Oh, d- please help us, Jordan. You're our only. Hope. <laughs> You're my only hope. <laughs> I mean, literally. We- so Gabe, Ooh, sorry. I don't know if you, any everyone knows the story, but like my sister goes into labor and Gabe chose to pick up his friend from the airport instead of coming down to be there when with my family and I, we were together at this point, mm-hmm. uh, when my sister gave birth to my, my our very first nephew, the youngest and the first generation of that, uh, that one in my family. It was very significant. It was. But Gabe was not there. He was picking his friend up. Hi, Kayla. Was, he was, was picking, picking Kayla up from Kayla the from airport. airport. And he, he claims I said he could do it. But the thing was <laughs> um, that he said, I want to do this because I want to help her. And I'm like, just send her money for an Uber. And he was like, well, I feel like I should do this. And I was like, that's great. Like, that's up to you. But I'm going to be here in the hospital with my sister who's giving birth. And he, you know, after he snapped at me and said that everything isn't always about me and I need to have an attitude check and, uh, you know, and then he walked away from me, then he decided to do that. Yeah. And the that's thing, the story. The thing that um, <laughs> the thing that Colton doesn't tell people about the story is that everything he just said is a lie. <laughs> and that in reality, I'd committed to pick up Kayla from the airport. And when this all happened, I was like, oh, I'm supposed to pick up Kayla. Like, she's saving money. I told her I was going to do this. And you basically said, like, oh, yeah, that's fine. Just come later. And that was the whole conversation, except I, I didn't realize it was a test. It wasn't a test. And that it was actually you saying, like, oh, yeah do that but really you like telepathically telling me that i should cancel here's the thing is it that's a part of the story you don't tell is it a test when one thing is clearly way more important in the grand scheme of like the world 
Is that really a test? No, but see, this is what the part where it's a test is that I didn't know that's how you viewed it at all. The birth of a child? No. <laughs> me, no, me being there the day he was born versus the next day. Mm-hmm. Like, I hadn't had any conversations with you and your family or your sister about, like, yes. should I be there? Should I be in the room? Should I wait? Well, and no so I was going to be there <laughs> the next gonna day. Were you going to be standing there holding Derek's hand? I didn't, know, I didn't know if I was delivering the baby, if the doctor was delivering the baby. We hadn't talked about this no i just didn't realize that me being there that day versus the next day was as significant to you because like you know i think i did downplay it you did that was the the thing thing is that if you had said i would actually really love you there that day it wouldn't have been an issue (laughs) we but at that stage in our relationship people are getting so much information about us right now. i know at that stage in our relationship i was really afraid to um What's the right term? To maybe like second guess or like make you... You didn't want to displace me out? Or like... No, I didn't want to like cross you. Like I think we were like really like... We had maybe had an argument recently about like... So, I don't. I, I think don't know. you were trying it to be was... very like appeasing and like everything. Like yeah. everything's fine. You didn't want to ask anything. I from think me. I might have done something recently in that time where it like hurt your feelings, and so I was oh, being like, "Do what you, but do your thing." But I didn't want to tell you like that. That actually was very important to me that yeah, you were going to be there. Which is sad. Because... Which is on me though, because like I needed to be able to communicate what's important to me, which is the biggest flaw I have. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's hard to do. Like my mental health and everything. I can't ask for help i can't ask for people to do anything for me it's like but i i mean i don't struggle with that right now um after therapy um but yeah i think it was a strange thing i give you shit about it because it's an easy target kind of funny at this point but it is well and the the fact of the matter is that that's true but it's also sad because that means that you were viewing like you expressing a desire or, or need of yours as something that was like an inconvenience to me which really you saying like i, I would love you to be there that day is not like an inconvenience it, or a huge ask it's just you saying it's important to you, it so did I could be feel like, oh, like great, an inconvenience because how you structured kayla i love you hi our back and forth about love uh, is blind has been my highlight of this year <laughs> um but it felt <gasps> we like have kayla on to talk about love is blind. i would love to um oh but it God. felt like that was important to her and to you. And I was being like, whiny, you should do this instead. When we had had an issue at one point where, in and to quote you in one of the most famous like arguments we've ever had was, not everything is about you, Colton, mm. which was really good and grounded me and helped me <laughs> later on. It was just really hard it to hear at the time. Um, but that, I think it was a continuation of that unhealthy communication style yes, we had developed where fair. I was like, well, he he presented this like she's trying to save money and it's way more convenient well, to do this sure. and all of these things. And I just felt like I was being bratty or like uh, needing yeah, it to be about that. me, which it wasn't even about me. It was about my sister. Yeah. <laughs> I, think, my I think the issue is that we just didn't talk about it enough. It was like the quickest exchange in the yeah. world where basically I just called out the fact that like, this is the plan. This is happening last minute. I committed. Yeah. So really, like, because we could have found a solution. But the reason we're going into such detail is that I want to say it's maybe, I don't know, at least twice a month at some point when I'm here, you, like, look directly at Soren and say, like, 
are you okay that he wasn't there when you were born? Like at least twice a month you make a joke. It's like just part of the culture it, that the jokes come up. But here's So that's love, why we're explaining it so much. It is a we were on a break type thing to oh, me, yeah, totally. which was like, oh, Gabe decided to pick someone up from the airport instead of be there for your birth. And I will, and he he knows you as like his uncle and yeah. like that hasn't changed. But it is this funny thing to me where I, I do, he, he has no idea what I'm saying. Well, the it's, other thing and is And I that, will stop once he can The other up. thing is that a of course, like the next day I go and I meet baby Soren and hold him and instantly I'm like, like, oh yeah, I get it. Like, I understand exactly why this is <laughs> he, special to you. He and needed special to see to me. a brand new living being in order but to see, appreciate the, other thing. the importance here's of it. Here's the other thing that Jordan and I will talk about on our lengthy lunch is that <laughs> like... Like, I still love your family and I'm here maybe just as much as I was before and everything. But, like, <laughs> yeah. you and I aren't together in that way. And so I still haven't talked to Jordan about, like, we how, had what a my, you and I have it. talked about no, it. No, Jordan and but, I have had a conversation about Oh, you and Jordan. Oh, great. It. Okay, cool. Well, yeah, I, I said Gabe feels weird about asking if he should be there or not. And she was like, yeah, I don't care. I just want to be told. <laughs> I just want to be, like, told or involved. He's a vampire. Directed how to be involved so that I know yeah. how to be involved, even though apparently I will be unavailable. Yeah, all uh. of this to say is the dates in which uh, that is possibly going to be happening for baby number two, Gabe will be at Disney World. It's my <laughs> grandmother's Land. 80th birthday and we have family coming in from out of town <laughs> and we're looking at these two specific weeks that work for everybody and then the second Not we start the doing this, the second we start doing this, like Jordan, like, or Jordan, Colton looks at his phone and is like, When's that happening for you? <laughs> um, so we're also going to be discussing Jordan and I on the lunch when exactly for her to schedule the delivery. I do think <laughs> that the most consistent joke between my nephews and us would be the fact that for t- both of their births, you weren't available. Well, see, here's the thing. I like to treat kids equally. So I have to treat <laughs> Gabe's like, I can't Jafar be there. I'm the sitting same at way home. that I treat Soren. Jafar. <laughs> We've just been calling him Jafar because she only gave us the first initial. And, so, and we have to run with it. And him. we will always pick the worst possible name. We called Soren Car- Carl. I mean, they're pretty important to me. Importance yes. to you is pretty, you know, questionable seeing your, your actions around the date of their birth. Sure, but, yeah. They're almost as important to me as driving. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, why would you drive for two hours to be there for the birth of somebody's, you know, like, their whole life? That's a joke, right Jesus. Here. Please understand. That's a joke, um, Oh, goodness. Well, welcome um, to Best Welcome Exes. to Best Texas. Can I take a quick moment to thank the pure, supportive, loving soul of uh, family friend Wendy, Wendy for being so supportive in my hunt for a man bag. I feel seen. <laughs> I feel known. I feel heard. Um, the bummer is that so Wendy uh, reached out to Colton and was like, oh, we have these different bags in the shop, like Wonderful. trying to hook me up with options. Blessed soul. And Colton very wisely immediately told her like, that's so sweet. Thank you so much. But Gabe is awful and it, <laughs> it will take him a million years to choose a bag and I want to protect you from this. I, that's not what he said, at but this, it's basically well, what he I said. said at this, and it's all true. At this stage, him looking for a bag is the show. We're like he's never going to stop one. the show. We're still in act one. It's going to last maybe eight months Cynthia of me just Exploring song bags. is about to come on like it's that mm-hmm. part of the, the it's movie that part and i need to enter at least like the end of act two before i can commit to buying a man bag. oh my gosh and it gets to act two you pick a bag and then find out that something is wrong with it oh my god and you have to return it or if it's someone else's bag <gasps> oh there's lots of possibilities here oh my god or it gets stolen oh act two 
Wow. I'm really excited about this. That over there is bag obsessed Cynthia Revo fan Gabriel Thibodeau. And that over there is the drag queen revealing. That over there. That over there. That that <laughs> thing over there is mental illness incarnate. Is the tea spiller of the century. Ew. <laughs> When, the since when do I chains, spill tea? Oh. The breaker of chains. That's true. Uh, computer boy Colton. Computer Mindy. boy. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime I do something relate related in any way to a computer, I we always call myself computer boy. Yeah, because the, because every good like heist movie or action movie or anything with Daniel Craig in it has to have a computer boy. Except in any like in actuality, my knowledge of computers is pretty limited i'm like i know how to reconnect to the wi-fi a little bit but that's kind of it anything goes wrong with my computer i hit google like so hard. well that's the thing you only need google you only need google but you don't need a man you just, you need, need, google. You just need google we, we know image hey, search quick question is bing still a thing um bing? chandler never went away he's oh. coming back for hbo max oh my god is bing just chandler's like startup company oh god how do you feel about that hbo the Bing friends reunion the friends reunion is it really happening on hbo max yeah they're filming right now what, uh, what, what uh, uh, it oh, it's not oh, what, uh, sitcom style uh, it's like it, it it's you have to look it up because we can't talk about it this is a lot of information i told to you right when it, when jennifer aniston got an instagram and the very first picture she posted was the six of them all together and you yes, could yes. see the cocaine on Matthew Perry's yes, phone. Yes, 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 yes. That I said, oh, they're probably just probably. like figuring out. And they did. It was announced like two weeks ago. Well, I, 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 I am uh, over. I don't. I mean, it's not as good I as Living Single. I didn't know it was. I didn't. I didn't know it was confirmed. <laughs> living Single isn't getting a revival. I didn't know it was confirmed. I didn't know it was happening on HBO. I didn't. So it's a single cam. Here's the thing. I don't entirely know what it is. That's why I was like, oh, should I bring this up? And I did anyways. But it's not going to be the same as like Friends. It's going to be something different. But well, with them. Uh, oh, oh, this is a lot for me. <laughs> Gabe needs a second. Um, um, I don't think I can speak to this right now. I need more time. I mean, all they really need is Lisa Kudrow. Like, just... here's the thing: I'm worried. <laughs> I'm worried. I'm worried because the last time I saw Matthew Perry, he was on that CBS sitcom, and he was full of drugs. And, and David Schwimmer <laughs> hasn't acted since American Horror Story. He came out and like did some random stuff. No, not American. I'm so sorry. American Crime Story. He did the um, oh, he the, was the OJ uh, show Kardashian, and then like one other random thing. Lisa Kudrow is a queen. She's great. Uh, Jennifer Aniston is. Oh, and Courtney Cox has been working. Has Courtney Cox has only been working on her face, and I don't know. Matt LeBlanc has that one show that I think like seven people in the whole universe have watched. It, I so it I'm should nervous. really be Jennifer Aniston and Lisa Kudrow. Oh, or just Lisa Kudrow. Uh, here's the thing: Lisa Kudrow's individual post Friends acting career has been sustaining my life force. So I didn't. Yeah, you'd need, be dead without it. I didn't need this to happen, and the fact that it's happening make, 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 makes me. I can't. It makes me nervous. What's happening to me? <laughs> Do you need a second? Should we pause? I, I'm i not nervous about it because What's I'm not, happening? like, my entire, like, my expectation's pretty low. But. If my, if it was, like, The Office is coming back with all of the same cast, then my, your expectation would be unbelievably high. But like with this, it's like it's yeah, so four of the six of them do not act anymore. Essentially, 
Well, or, here's the, or if they have, it's been questionable. Well, here's the thing. Will and Grace came back, and Ooh. it wasn't the same, but it wasn't awful. It was like, it was fine. I've been, my mom will sometimes have it on, and I'll watch it, and it's just like, yeah, I think there are some, there's like three or four hits an episode, and the rest are misses. Well, see, here's here's the thing. <laughs> Sean, swing and a miss. Sean Hayes like could, quick as could ever. read a dictionary and he's great um uh deborah messy deborah here's the thing oh no i'm falling apart and i don't know if i should comment on things deborah messing is a gem but something has happened over time where it like she speaks it's hard like she's not as quick as she used to be just in terms of actually physiologically saying words Speed. so like when she's trying to get a she's joke slow? out she like her the cadence of her words is forced and weird it's like she, i don't think she, anyone relates she to this. isn't just hitting the joke like she Wait, used to it's like she, kind of stumbling okay. it's stumbling i feel like she's stumbling anyone listening to this who likes it is like what the fuck are you talking about babe? it's just not it's the same Gabe sean hayes went to english school so sean hayes is the same person character i've always loved <laughs> he plays jack like it was yesterday it's a new deborah messing Deborah messing and I'm not talking about her new face. Sequel. I'm fine with that. Her face I've, looks fine. I've, she, it's fine. And you're not even bringing up. And so is uh, Matt McCormick, Eric, Eric McCormick's, Eric McCormick's new face is also fine. Yeah, Megan Mullally is up there with Sean. Megan and Sean are. She she never stopped acting too. So because I think Deborah did like that actually she did that singing show she did a show where she was a lawyer or a detective or someone in a long coat and then she did um, a priest a priestess <laughs> deborah priestess messing is York. the priestess <laughs> i'd watch that i actually would. i'd watch the hell out of that um contact me nbc i don't know i think i'm just deflecting and talking about will and grace because i'm still too overwhelmed to talk about friends well you know what we could talk about instead of friends what? exes oh my gosh is this a speed breakup episode it sure is fuck who goes first uh you give me a person first oh i give you a person first I okay great first. that makes me feel better i need some time to regroup after this news i have to lean forward and like change my mic for a sec okay that's i'll fine. be back everyone now i'm, I'm right going here. To... i never left oh wow <laughs> Guys, I'm not doing well. I, I need help. Um, okay, I'm going to leave this up to fate. I oh. need you to pick a number between 1 and 12. 12. Oh, that's so much scrolling. Okay, give me a second. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just wanted to make it more okay, work one, for you. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, he 7, loves counting. 8, 9, 10, this 11, 12. Oh, this is too rude for a speed breakup. Why? Oh, if because, it's too rude, make me do because it. Because I don't know who either of these people are. I could. I love learning who people are. Wait, why are they written down for you if you don't know who they are? It's a certain article that I am um, pulling information from. Okay, I have. I it's. I'm choosing the one. I'm choosing thirteen. Because I, I think said it's, twelve. <laughs> I'm choosing thirteen because I don't want to hear about these people. I don't know. My internet is not working. <laughs> okay, so while Colton's internet refreshes, I'm going to run down the my, rules of my the computer. Speed like turn off. <laughs> Here at Best Exes, every once in a while, we do a certain style of episode called Speed Breakups, where Colton and oh, I have yeah. not done any research ahead of time. Close to what I normally do <laughs> for a fucking episode. We are given a surprise couple who has broken up, and you have 10 minutes to on-the-fly research while you tell the story of their breakup, yes. but you have a couple lifelines. One, you can make up a lie during some part of telling the story. 
two, which I never do, you can ask the your co-host, the other person, to look up a fact for you while you tell the story. And three, you can get thirty seconds of vamping while where the other person vamps for thirty seconds while you get to just do some research. To which figure seems like out. a long time for ten minutes. But it really isn't because those thirty seconds come and go so quick. When and you're in the, the ten minutes are like here and there, kind of like Sandra Bullock's marriage to Jesse James. Oh, Jesse James, what a okay. I wonder who I'm going to choose for you. <laughs> um, I know the couple I'm assigning to you. I, my computer is reloading. Oh, Because great. it turned off on it on me. Okay, so fantastic. It will take a moment. That's fine. But in this time, we should cover. Uh, we are starting our tour. <laughs> We're going on a cross continental world to tour to San Diego to uh, not to do the show. No. 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 We're not doing Best Texas. He's been tour. doing his world tour where he hasn't been back to his apartment in like three weeks. <laughs> I know. So, I've been gone for a while. And he's just been living out of a um, duffel bag. I'm also going back for a week and then I have to come back down for uh, my cousin's twin's birthday and then my sister's birthday and then the baby shower and then I'm house sitting and Too then many birthdays. I'm the never going home. The whole month of like April you're going to be, or from now uh, until You know the end what? Of While your computer reloads, I would like to issue a public service announcement, which is everybody should just calm the fuck down about the coronavirus. Just wash your fucking hands. Just wash your hands. End of story. Wash your hands, don't touch your face. Uh, carry on. I saw this thing uh, of the four gay people that I know. One of them on Facebook was like, I hate that people are like saying if you don't have a beard, it makes you less of a man because you're just trying to be safe and like with the mask. And I just commented, masks do absolutely nothing. Because if you have a beard, the face masks aren't as good, apparently, because it can't create a seal on your face. And I said, none of that fucking matters. It's not... It's not in the air. It's a contact disease. Well, it can be. But the health department has come out and asked everyone not to wear masks. I know. But that's where people were just being like, I'm going to shave my beard so that my mask will protect me. People are shaving their beards so their masks fit better? Yes. And I'm like, you did that for no reason, girl. Like, I just wanted to tell them that. But then why are they upset? Wait, so they shave their beards and then they're And then everyone's like, why would you do that? You don't look as good. And I'm like, well. That's sad. That's a rough day. But (laughs) this is a person who is terrified of dying from the coronavirus and now they're being called ugly because they shaved their beard <laughs> and that that's a rough, is gay culture that's a rough day for brett that's <laughs> gay culture at its finest <clears throat> where you are less of a man without a beard um except i feel like I, i'm uh, where am i going with this i don't know beards and gay men it's actually a lot less common for gay men to have beards because i feel like of the queer eye girls only like one of them has a beard well it depends on things Oh, I don't know. I as if they they're the representation of all gay people. By the way, the cast of Queer Eye. Yeah, if, um, <laughs> if you if you aren't represented by the cast of Queer Eye, you are not queer. Just um, so you if know. you don't see yourself as one of the five queer guys, I obviously then you're not a real am person. Anthony because of my slim physique and obsession with food and old Levi jeans. I'm Karamo because I didn't. I don't have a psychology degree either, and I give people <laughs> lots of advice, which is love yourself, and Poor you'll Karamo. do better. Karamo has the most boring job oh, he's always just like oh wait a topic that i should in no way cover with you because i'm not a licensed specialist in this topic um we're back hi everybody how are you how are you doing great okay so we are about what to jump into speed breakups he's this had is, caffeine for the first this time is green tea lemonade that's my time. name Ooh, if i were a drag queen i'd be called green tea 
no, I wouldn't. Um, Wait, what's the one that you made up yesterday? Greta Herwig. <laughs> Except I'm pretty sure I stole that from Trixie and Katya. <laughs> oh. um, okay, so I'm going to get my timer wetty. wetty. I'm going to get my timer wetty. <laughs> Baby's getting a timer wetty. Baby was a timer wetty. Um, ooh, I've run it off the chain. What? Hold on. Timer. We need 10 minutes on the clock. <laughs> and are you ready, sir? Uh, yeah. You are going to be telling us the story of the breakup of Ashley Simpson and Pete Wentz. Oh, they were not together. They had a full-on divorce. <laughs> <laughs> That's all the information I have. <laughs> okay. And ready in the three, two, one, fallout boy. <laughs> So Pete Pete Wentz, if you don't know who that is, uh, neither do I. Oh no! <laughs> no, oh Fallout Boy. Yes. Okay. Yes, yes, yes. Fallout Boy. All right. So Pete Wentz <laughs> from Fallout Boy and Ashley Simpson from Jessica uh, Simpson that <laughs> were together for four for, four years ago. Pete Wentz is thirty five. And he went on the Howard Stern show to talk about his divorce. Oh, wow. So we're going to get right into it. Wow. And somebody asked, did you think you would be married forever? Or did you know it was going south? And he said, I thought it was forever. My parents have been married, I think, for 35 years. I don't really know. 40 years. This year, maybe. I don't know. What? Okay. (laughs) What? In 2010, Fall Out Boy went on hiatus. And so that took a toll on his marriage. Here's what really (laughs) happened. (laughs) At 31, we had all these great years, um, and it was great. And so he met Ashley Simpson, and they had a son. Oh. Bronx Wentz. No, his name is Bronx Wentz. No, it's not her child with him. Help! (laughs) (laughs) Wait, Pete has a a different son named Bronx Wentz? So here, here, okay, I'm looking at a picture of them. He has bangs. He has lots of bangs. So more information about his bangs. Um, (laughs) They're really long, and he has beautiful uh, brunette hair. So they were married for two and a half years and gave birth to one son. Well, she did. He didn't do it. And they called quits in 2011. Fans did not get a lot of information at the time, but they did state irreconcilable differences, which is always important. He went on a recent interview with Howard Stern, brand new information, (laughs) and talked about it. Um, He said, while Wentz's skinny jeans and eyeliner wearing group was on a break, he said he did not know what his identity was without Fall Out Boy, which is actually really sad. Since he was not doing much else than hanging out with his baby all day during the day, which is kind of tight. He said he began to care less about his health, his physical appearance, and his personal hygiene. Me! And it was worth keeping in mind that Wentz and Simpson were married at ages 29 and 24. Uh, He also reminded listeners on Stern's show that being a celebrity and a troubled relationship does not do you any favors uh and and he says i think there's an important thing where you know how to fight because you can fight with somebody and it's not the end of everything but if you don't know how to have those arguments they have become nuclear which is basically saying you need to know how to communicate yeah totally. because a fight is technically communication yeah that's a good Um, point simpson on her part has not offered any information she is tight-lipped um that's gross cold instead of the me too movement she's saying not me not you um anything so they're filed for divorce and uh that's it (laughs) (laughs) no okay i'm trying to find where they turn where they met each other okay so they like got married 
well, maybe no, I can figure this out. Oh wow, okay. <laughs> um, I'm just gonna talk about Ashley Simpson. She had that show, Zoe 101. That was Britney Spears. That was Britney Spears. That sister, that was Jamie Lynn Spears. Yeah, Ashley Simpson. Um. <laughs> That was the only fact I knew about her, and it wasn't about her. <laughs> it's Ashley with two E's. Yeah, it's spelled A S H L E E, which is a huge bummer. So, let's talk about Ashley. Great. <laughs> so she's with Evan Ross now. So okay. her name is technically Ashley Simpson Ross, okay. which is fun. And uh, God, so many articles for Us Weekly. It's great. <laughs> Shit. Um, the star actor added, yeah, he's amazing. Is this about Evan Ross or about Pete Wentz? It's about Evan Ross. <laughs> I'm enjoying this so much. I'm sorry. Pete Wentz says co-parenting with ex Ashley Simpson is the easiest part of his life. So they have a kid together? One, They did Bronx as their child. That is their child? Yes. One big happy family. Pete Wentz had nothing but amazing things to say about his ex-wife, Ashley Simpson, who has been married who he was married to from 2008 to 2011. 2008 when asked about co-parenting with her, with their son Bronx, the 40 year old rocker provided their finer, friendlier than ever. That's like the easiest part of my life. He told in touch exclusively at the grand opening of the guitar hotel in Seminole hard rock. I'm just killing time. (laughs) (laughs) The Seminole hard rock hotel and casino Hollywood in Florida on Thursday, October 24th. (laughs) Pete continued to explain that he admires everything about her. Um, she's a great mom. Even though Pete is currently dating his girlfriend, Megan Camper, she has equally as bangs. The couple share two kids, Saint and Marvel. Wait, who has twins? Megan Camper and Pete Wentz have child. Oh, he has twins with the new girl? Like, their bangs are the same. You need to look at this Are you talking about their bangs or their babies? All three. (laughs) (laughs) Meanwhile, Ashley previously touched up on her relationship with Pete, and she echoed similar statements. They're wonderful. The Ashley plus Evan album told Us Weekly. What? What? And so, oh, they have a music album together, Evan Ross and Ashley Simpson. That's weird. That's... Oh, alum, not album. Alum. Oh, (laughs) wait, alum of what? I'm going to throw up. Um, (laughs) They're amazing. September 2018, about Pete and his girlfriend noting that she lucked out. Ashley's husband, Evan Ross, they share Jagger Snow Ross. Even weighed in on the situation. It could go all different ways. Wait, who's Jagger Snow Ross? Their son. Evan Ross and Ashley Simpson's son. She has a son named Bronx and a son named Jagger. You got moves, that Jagger. And Snow Snow is a middle name. Great. Jagger Snow? So. These people. Okay. E-personality and fallout boy frontman called it quits in 2011 after three years of marriage. Pete revealed after his band went on hiatus, they started to struggle. And he said, we had had all of these great years as a band. And then we took time off and I became Mr. Mom. And that's where the issue started to come up because he was bored, I think. He said, I had the bear, the flannel shirt. I don't know what my identity was. That factored in. When your identity is what you do, it's hard when you stop doing it. Which is why... No, I'm not going to make a dirty joke. Oh. Okay. Uh, so they like had this really like wonderful relationship, it sounds like. Uh-huh. But when Fall Out Boy went on Hawaii, this is all the information I just got. I'm going to... Explain it. Yeah. In conclusion. So they went on a hiatus 
And sometimes when that happens, you're, I think, well, it sounds like to me, his identity was wrapped up in the thing he's been doing since the beginning, because when Fall Out Boy wasn't a thing, he had no and more he was, identity. And it was always interesting to me because he was the front man, even though he wasn't the singer. Yeah, like he's the one that everybody knows. Yeah, he not would do all the interviews yeah. and stuff. Um, uh, yeah, I want to go back and like talk about Ashley Simpson. Okay. <laughs> because what? So she uh, is an American singer, songwriter, and actress. She's the actress. younger sister of Jessica Simpson. She began as a backup dancer at the age of 15, illegal. She was... <laughs> oh, she was on 7th Heaven. Like for a lot? Oh, a, for a reoccurring role oh, on no. Seventh Heaven. When you see Ashley Simpson <laughs> dating Pete Wentz. Okay, so then she had a show called Newlyweds, Nick and Jessica That's with Nick Jessica Lachey. Simpson. Yes, so she was on it. Oh, uh, she Je- Ashley was on Newlyweds. Yes, she had the Ashley Simpson show on MTV what? for 2004 to 2005. The heck so is that? One season. Oh, was it a reality show? I think so. Ooh. So when Simpson's debut single, Pieces of Me, <gasps> not the Britney Spears song. Oh my God, I remember that. Was released in 2004. It became a top five hit in the United States. The pieces, the pieces, the pieces of me. That yes. was the song. Uh, in 2006, <laughs> she actually had to go into rehab, uh, and shortly after getting out is when she met Fallout Boy uh, Pete Wentz, and they gained a lot of attention. Um, and I think that's all we need to know about her. So you could say that after Fallout Boy went on hiatus, there was a Fallout falling out. Fallout. <laughs> so. I had no earthly idea that these two were ever together, so that's fun. Mm-hmm. Um, they didn't. It sounds like the roles were reversed. So, like when they got into the relationship, there was like one thing that they were doing and did, and then it, by the end of it, it was like their roles had been reversed, and neither of them were comfortable with it. Okay, that's just a very blatant statement I'm making. <laughs> um, also. Um, you got 30 seconds. The amount of hair in these photos. Like, girl, what product does he use? Yeah. So they had, like, so much fun together, and they have a baby, and I'm sure Mick Jagan is doing great now. He's probably, Wait, like, 18. So we have 15 seconds left. I they think... surely stayed friends. Uh, yeah, based on what you read from so they're Howard like Stern, super, they're friends. So they're, super co-parenting, and it's super fun, and they get their hair done together every And their weekend. son's name is Bronx. Bronx and moves like Jagger. Thank and you. And that's your 10 minutes right there. What was the thing I made up? <laughs> oh, you made something up in there? I lied. Oh, I have no idea. She didn't idea. go to rehab. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't go to rehab? Oh, I just needed to talk about it. Is it weird that that made complete sense in my head that like, oh, she got a little famous. She went to rehab. She found love. Like that made sense to me. Yes. Oh, Oh, you didn't use either of your other lifelines. I there was only the same reoccurring three sentences throughout all of the articles, (laughs) which was that they had a child together and then Fall Out Boy wasn't a thing anymore. And that's it. So that's all we need to know. Wow. That Um, was so enjoyable for me. I'm sorry. I loved every second of that. <laughs> okay. Oh, I'm, no, no. Can I take a... I need a sip of whoa. He needs some water. Baby needs some wawa. Oh, God. <laughs> I'm not doing this anymore with you. <laughs> Ew. Like, who are you doing that for?
Oh God, it's my turn now, isn't it? It sure is. Okay. So I oh, am trying to decide just who. Hit the mic. Sorry, Mikey. Who? Stop. I'm sorry, I can't turn it off. Uh, okay, I think I'm going to do these two. So one of the, I, I I was watching a ton of shows like in the last couple of years, and one of the shows that somebody told me to watch, uh, I'm covering a relationship that happened on the show, but it was creepy. Um, so okay, today you will means. be doing Michael C. Hall. And Jennifer Carpenter, who played oh. siblings on Dexter and were in love in real life. And it was weird. Okay. Interesting. Um, Did you watch Dexter? I watched the first season of Dexter. The only good season. Um, no, three was fine. It went, it fell apart after that, though. Okay. Um, I, do you have to time me and stuff? I sure enough will. Um. So we're going to put 10 minutes on that clerk, and it will be starting right now. Okay, so let's talk about our friends Michael C. Hall and Jennifer Carpenter. Jesus Christ is a carpenter. Um, so first of all, both Michael C. Hall and Jennifer Carpenter are actors. Yes. The fun thing is that when you type Michael C. Hall into IMDb and you spell his name wrong, it doesn't come up. Um, but he is, in fact, an actor, and now I've spelled it correctly. He So Michael C. Hall is the ginger who is perhaps best known for uh, his role on Six Feet Under, as well as his role on the show Dexter, as well as his role having cancer and award shows. <laughs> Sorry, that just came out. These people. Oh my god! Uh, I remember very vividly. He was nominated for awards, and he like went to the Emmys with a beanie because he was going through chemo. Did, Michael C. Hall. Did it go away? He is in remission. Okay. I believe that. To I be remember true. that, and at the same time, the guy from Oh, I won't steal your time. Um. Oh, please steal my time. The guy from Spartacus also had cancer, but he died, and I remember being like, Michael C. Hall's gonna die, and he didn't. Um, so. Uh, a little fact I would love to tell you is that if you type Jarpenter into IMDb, Jennifer Carpenter comes up. So that's super helpful. <laughs> oh my um, God. So Jennifer Carpenter is also an actor. She actually um, was really well known for her role of on um, the exorcism of Emily Rose randomly. Yes, she was Because Emily Rose. she played Emily Rose and they ended up not having to use some of the special effects they planned because she was able to contort her body into these weird positions just by herself. And yes. the director was like, oh, cool. Let's use that so that was one of her breakout roles but um then Great. she also um is known for her role on dexter so the funny thing is is that michael c hall and jennifer carpenter play siblings on the show dexter but in real life were sucking each other's giblets um oh, I'm, I'm losing control i need to cancel um, this podcast so they that's actually where they met they met on the set of dexter playing siblings which began filming in 2006 and basically, they had a lot of scenes together. They were like the two leads of the show. And so that basically. led to um, uh, them becoming really close. Michael C. Hall was married to a woman named Amy Spanger at the beginning of yes. Dexter. But um, he divorced from her not long after they met. And uh, Michael and Jennifer, I am pulling it together. Michael and Jennifer were actually dating and they kept it a secret for a year and a half. Mm, nothing um, sexier than a secret. Because they uh, uh, wanted it They wanted it to be secret and sexy. Great. That's so much time I have left. What good news. I uh, will read a little quote here from Michael. He said, I've never had a better scene partner than Jennifer. Her generosity, volatility... 
Okay. Volatility of her performance. Sense of danger. This is how Michael C. Hall talks. Sense of danger she brings to the dynamic com- commitment. Sense of investment. I'm astonished watching her. That was weird grammar, Michael. Um, it was the cancer. And Carpenter. Oh, that was actually the voice of the cancer speaking yes. for him. I'm sorry, everybody. Um, then Jennifer, in return, said that he set the tone for the entire show, and that's part of the reason well, why yeah. they... Um, she thought he was cool. Um, they got married in 2008, and it was a secret again, because they're shady bitches. And I can't um, me. They decided to tie the knot, uh, and like they still, people didn't know they were even dating, and they got married. And according to Michael's representative, they married in Big Sur in an outdoor ceremony. Carpenter carried white roses in a bouquet, held, um, oh, that's pretty. The bouquet was held together in part by the wedding band of her grandfather. Uh, the two made their first public appearances a couple of few days later at the Golden Globes in 2009. Here's the thing. We all be- we all knew while watching the show that something was happening. Oh, yeah. We were like, those siblings are fucking, fucking each, other. each other. And it was, it was because that type of chemistry siblings shouldn't have. Yeah. Like, and... no one really likes their sibling. And it's all, Dexter was, uh, did you watch Dexter at all? I watched all of it, yeah. Oh, you did. I really liked it. It was kind of campy, kind of silly, but also like really good and dark. And dark she's passenger. a little bit of a, she's kind of a bigger actor than he is, but it somehow worked with the two of them. But yeah, it's, you know, if you don't know, spoilers, uh, Dexter is a serial killer, but he only kills bad people. Other um, killers. Yeah, he kills other killers. And then, and I don't know. And she's a detective. I don't know how it ends, except, yeah, she, his sister is like a police detective. And Who the can't chemistry they have is very sexy. Helpable. Um, and sexy sibling. <laughs> Uh, they apparently like had really good, a really strong relationship that was pretty drama free. In fact, uh, Jennifer said, "Sometimes we eat lunch together, but that's about as crazy as it gets on set as a couple." Like basically, like we work so much. We work. We eat lunch together. We spend time together. There you go. Um, and uh, <laughs> to clarify my insensitive cancer comments earlier, uh, Michael was diagnosed with um, Hodgkin's lymphoma. And uh, that was in 2010. They kept it a secret from the cast and crew because, again, they're secret people. Secret cancer. Um, And uh, the executive producer of the show said he kept it from us until the very end because he didn't want anyone to feel sorry for him or anyone to worry. He didn't want us to stop production and never wavered, particularly as the episodes progressed toward the end of the season and it was very physically grueling. Um, And then eventually he came out publicly by wearing that beanie on the red carpet of the Golden Globes. It wasn't the Emmys, pardon me, it was the Golden Globes. Um, And that during his treatment and recovery, um, that Jennifer stayed with him the whole time and is quoted as saying that on a scale of 1 to 10 of how intense the experience was, it was an 11. And she said, "To uh, to have life come at you in such a big way from the second Michael was diagnosed until we finally heard the doctor say he's going to be okay was beyond anything I've ever experienced. Then they got divorced. (laughs) Uh, Two years after they married, rumors started to circulate that they were having difficulty working together on set of the show. You could also tell on the show that happened. Uh, Oh, really? You could tell on screen? That's kind of saucy. Uh, but their relationship had dynamic had changed on the show. So, but it was like, ooh, these people don't want to be in the same room together. Hmm. 
Uh, so then at the finale party for the fifth season of Dexter, Jennifer appeared alone at the party. And then one day Same. later, a spokesperson for both of them said that they had been separated for some time and that they were now filing for a divorce. Uh, of two years, what is some time? I don't know. <laughs> they just said some time? For most of their marriage, um, they were separated. Uh, now here's the penultimate question. Did these shady bitches stay friends? I don't think so. I am crazy right now. I actually don't don't think think they did. I think it's like weird between them. And it was weird between them on the show too. Well, the answer is yes. They Mm. stayed friends. um, Kind of because they were forced to at the beginning because they still had to keep working together. (laughs) Um, They ended up doing three more seasons of the show after they divorced. Um, and basically they came out and said, Michael said, we certainly pride ourselves in being professionals. We work on the same show, but we're not in every scene together. We don't see each other on set as often as you'd think. Um, and then she basically confirmed that they were friends and said, there's nothing but love and respect between us. Nothing. So, um, wow. There's still a good amount of time left. You guys, I'm so excited to tell you more information about these friends. Um, (laughs) these friendly friends, friendly, 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 friendly friends. Um, I would, um, like to tell you something else that Jennifer said. Yeah. Um, she said, Michael, Michael is always and will always be this is how she sounds will always be one of my best friends in the world just because the marriage ended doesn't mean love isn't still there we take good care of each other we always have um that's what she sounds like that's what she sounds like and Michael was like oh my god that's so sweet um (laughs) then twist rumors started circulating that there was a reason their marriage breakup broke up and that reason was Julia Stiles (laughs) Oh yeah, Julia Stiles. Julia Stiles came on to Dexter for season five, and that correlated with when they started to have difficulties. Oh shit! Um, and basically, what a Stiles came forward to refute the rumors and said, "I have absolutely nothing to do with the split between Michael and Jennifer. We are good friends and enjoyed working Julia together." Julia was really good on the show. Um, and then she also said, "This is a personal matter between them, and we should respect their privacy." <laughs> I'm sleeping Um, with Michael. And then more rumors came up after Julie was like, it ain't me, bitch. More rumors came up that they split because um, Michael didn't want to have kids after the cancer diagnosis. And Jennifer was like, but I want... Oh, no. Sorry. She was like, I want babies. And he was like, bitch, I'm... I'm When did Jennifer Carpenter become Biggie Smalls? Um, That's just how she sounds. She puts on different voices when she's performing. Mm. Um, And according to Jennifer... Uh, the cast was great about it all. The world according to Jennifer. The world according to Jennifer Carpenter. Um, but it was actually, the show actually ended early because of the tensions on set. Yes. Um, and that's why the show didn't have as many seasons as people wanted. Well, and um, the writing fell apart at the end. But that's the 10 minutes. That's the story of Michael C. Hall, Jennifer Carpenter, and Cancer at Award Shows. I d- ha- no, you know, there's always a theme <sighs> of these award shows. There's either Me Too or uh, a fire and it's like there always has to be some sort of thing we're up against when the thing we should be up against is racism what did i lie about oh god julia styles no (laughs) oh oh, julia (laughs) uh i don't know i just lied at the very end they weren't the reason why the show ended 
Oh, no, I was like, the reason the show ended was because they... I think it just kind of ran its no, course. No, they ran, they drew themselves into a corner, or they oh, wrote themselves into Didn't a corner. Didn't John Lithgow, wasn't he on that for he a minute? Was the he best, was so good. Him on it was oh, the best season. That was the last season I watched was John He was Lithgow the Trinity season. Killer, and it was good. I just He was in like a bathtub of blood with a naked lady who was dead. Yes. Like and a he, dead naked lady. And he killed... Um, Michael's or uh, Dexter's girlfriend on the show. Can I tell you something really, really funny? Uh, I've been organizing my family photos for days. I have filled seven photo albums. Did you say something? Can I tell you something funny or interesting? Uh, neither, really. I'm just gonna tell you anyway. Uh, can you just tell me something? Since I was in, I've since I was in middle school, there's been a picture on my parents' mantle. It's a panoramic shot. It's an extra long photo in a frame of my family posing with John Lithgow. Because my yes, I've seen it. my uncle John worked on the set of Third Rock from the Sun for mm-hmm. years, and he like brought us to the set and introduced us, I and we met John Lithgow, with... and we have a pizza. Uh, we have a pizza. <laughs> we have a pizza on the counter with but... John Lithgow, and when I was there this last week, I looked at the photo and was like, "Do we have any pictures with John?" And I realized, like, we have a picture on the mantle of us with some random celebrity we met once, but we didn't have a picture up with my Uncle John. That's how I feel when we love my house and introduced us to the said celebrity. We did actually go into the hall, and there are plenty of pictures. I'm going to create a tally of all of the photos in the house and how many are actually of me. Like how many are in there, and then oh. s- and do a pie chart of how much of everyone is represented. Well, Soren will be top. Well, that's fine. Cheese, but I will top be cheese? the very bottom. I big believe. cheese. Soren's the big cheese yeah. in the picture world. I think you have more photos in my parents' house than I do. <laughs> I only have one or two in your parents' house. That's what I think I have. No, girl, you're in the bathroom. You're in the hall. I see you right there. Oh, that rough photo. I love me those when old I was photos. like fourteen. Ooh. But that's all to say, uh, we met John Lithgow pre Trinity Killer, and for some reason, he's framed in our house. What's your like coolest celebrity connection that you've ever had? Of like, you met this celebrity, or you like are friends with somebody who knows this celebrity. What's like the Meeting coolest or one like to actual you? connection? Like you have, you are a degree away from that celebrity, and it's the coolest one. I don't know. The one that I think of. Oh, and I don't think I told you the second part. Miranda July, who's kind of like a indie, lesser known celebrity, but she's an author and like a really bizarre indie filmmaker whom I love. She had a, a show. She did a show in San Francisco that I went to with my friend Danny that ended up being, because um, she's very kooky and it was like a performance art okay. thing, where she brought up three members of the audience and interviewed them as her show. And then she auctioned off something that they had on their person and then at the end of the show, she gave all the money to the person in the audience who needed it most. And it was this weird experiment of, like, everyone had to close their eyes and you were only allowed to raise your hand if you really needed the money. And, it like, everyone was honest and only one person actually raised their hand. Aww. But so I was one of the random people that she just selected in the lobby. And so I went on stage and was interviewed in front of, like, a couple thousand people. So I was interviewed by one of my writing heroes in front of 2,000 people. What did you sell or what had to be sold from you? uh my uh my earbuds oh gosh which looking back i'm like that's kind of gross those were like used earphones Ew, yeah but um and then randomly a couple years ago when i was flying to san francisco for work we were on the same flight and sat two seats away from each other but i was so exhausted and in such a bad mood i didn't even say hi because i could have gone up and been like hey remember me you interviewed me and she there's no way she she wouldn't know my name but she'd like yeah. remember who i was 
But I was like in such a weird, oh, it was right. Was it right after we broke up? I can't remember. But I was just like in no mood. And so I didn't even like talk to her, even though we were two seats away. And like, when did you do? It was right after we broke up. You went to this? No, no, no. I went, I took a flight to San Francisco for work and we were on the same flight. Oh. Two seats away from each other. Who is this? Sorry. Miranda July. Oh, yeah. yeah. Like she's on my, I, my, someone who helped me put a resume together. Did you tell her that you were in the audience? No, that's what I'm saying. I was so annoyed and in a bad mood on that flight i didn't say anything to her oh i was just like that's marina july we talked that one show that's weird i would love if people talked to me (laughs) it was really weird because i went to see her show and then she ended up interviewing other people that's so funny i mean that's a wonderful connection and story you have what about you Mine is my friendship with the up-and-coming actor, Chris Webster. Ah. (laughs) Catch his show this April on Quibi. On Quibi. Uh, Be sure to watch Most Dangerous Games, starring Chris Hemsworth. Nope. Liam Hemsworth. Chris Chris Webster, Liam Hemsworth. And Chris Webster. And Christoph On Quibi. Be sure to subscribe now. Um, (laughs) Ten-minute bite-sized clips for you and everyone else Designed especially for your phone. You can watch the whole episode episode or just 10 minutes of time while you're waiting for your coffee chris brothers liams the limsworths <laughs> the, uh, the hemmins forbes and christoph Wirths. i'm actually really excited for this show yeah i'm actually I'm really excited for excited. quibi this isn't an ad they're not paying us uh, not at all not so i'm just saying sense. there's a ton of good content coming christy Teigen has a show um sasha velour has a show there's a ton of shows coming out, including one with our dear friend, Chris Webster. Mm-hmm. Be sure to check it out uh, this April on Quibi. No, seriously, though. No, seriously. We need to get him on here to talk about. I think we're going to when it gets closer to the release. Ooh, yeah. We can do a little promo for him for all of our four listeners. Yeah. Yay. All four of you. Make sure you subscribe um, to us and Quibi. Well, thank you for letting us do another Speed Breakup episode. We're so glad that you guys enjoy them because they're super fun and he, and stressful. And he, I, no, it's the most stress I ever feel at any point because <laughs> I already feel like I don't plan enough because I find like one good article I don't proofread it. I just copy and paste it and then I just go from there. <laughs> at this at this stage of my life <laughs> keeps things interesting uh but that's essentially me doing it but i only have 10 minutes to do it so it's yeah. super fun for us and if you guys are still entertained by it that's great if you want to stay connected with us follow us on instagram best Texas pod on facebook best Texas podcast Jugga, we're going there swinging <laughs> Oh. And while you are listening to the pieces of me and Fall Out Boy, the be pieces. sure to drop us a review on the Apple Podcasts pieces. or wherever you listen to us. We've loved having you this week, and we will see you guys next week with another episode that we poorly research. Thank you, and good night. Ashley Simpson. 